Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, I'm Tara Saraban, and you're listening to World's Dumbest Criminals. If you're keen to hear about the most ridiculous, bizarre, and downright stupid criminals and crime stories in the world ever, you've come to the right place. In today's episode, you'll be hearing about the iconic arrest of Australia's succulent Chinese meal guy, a British woman who shared pictures of her boyfriend's ex's boobs on Facebook during an argument with her, and a Mexican man on a crystal meth binge who leapt from a moving plane. Alrighty, let's get cracking. The succulent Chinese meal guy is the stuff of Aussie legend. And like all good legends, there was an air of mystery about it. You may have seen the video I'm talking about of a middle-aged man with a magnificent moustache being arrested by several police officers and going off on a theatrical rant where he accuses them of touching his penis. He also performs the iconic lines, What is the charge? Eating a meal? A succulent Chinese meal? (laughs) It's one of the best arrest videos ever captured. If you search succulent Chinese meal on YouTube, you can check out the footage in all its glory, and I highly recommend that you do. I'll play the audio of it for you now. You just assured me that I could speak. Sit down inside the car. We're not assuring anything. We're under arrest. Look, I'm under what? Gentlemen, this is... Democracy Manifest. Have a look at the headlock here. See that chap over there? Get your hand off my penis! This is the bloke who got me on the penis before. Why did you do this to me? For what reason? What is the charge? Eating a meal? A succulent Chinese meal? Oh, that's a nice headlock, sir. Oh, ah, yes. I see that you know your judo well. Good one. And you, sir, are you waiting to receive my limp penis? Now, dare get your hands off there. Tata and farewell. One cup, look. Save and broke. Bloody legend. So let's get some backstory on this majestic incident. According to the ABC, on October 11th, 1991, small-time criminal and prison escape artist Jack Carlson had taken a friend to lunch at a Chinese restaurant in Brisbane. He was a regular there, no doubt due to how succulent their meals were. A fraud investigator working for American Express was visiting the restaurant at the same time to look into several instances of someone paying for their meals with stolen credit cards. 
When the investigator asked a restaurant worker about a name on one of the stolen cards, they fingered Jack as the culprit. The investigator called the police and told them to come arrest Jack. They reportedly claimed that he was one of the most wanted men in Queensland, which wasn't actually true. Someone leaked this information to the media who gathered outside the eatery waiting to film this glorious incident. The police rocked up and arrested Jack while he was enjoying his succulent Chinese meal. Former police detective Adam Furman told the ABC that Jack was pretty chill about what was happening at first. He said, He was calm as anything. He was happy to go with us. Well, as happy as you can be to be arrested. Until he saw all the media. And that's when he just went berserk. As soon as we drove away, he stopped and he said, That was fun. There was no fight getting him out of the car. Nothing. It was all put on for the cameras. But if you ask Jack about this arrest, he'll tell you it was all a misunderstanding. In a 2021 interview with Lad Bible, he claimed it was just a case of mistaken identity. And up until a few years ago, the media credited Jack's epic arrest to a Hungarian chess player called Paul Charles Dowser. He was renowned for his habit of eating in restaurants and scampering off without paying the bill. Jack said, They thought I was some international criminal, a Hungarian who used to rob restaurants. They thought I was him, which I'm obviously not. They ran in and arrested me, and that's what you saw on the video. I knew the cops hated me, so I thought they might have tried to grab me for something I did not do. As to why he put on such a spectacle for the waiting news cameras, Jack stated... I tried to pretend to be a lunatic to get to a lunatic asylum because often in the past, back in those days, I was a bit wild and I thought maybe I'd just carry on the way I carry on and they might send me to a lunatic asylum. They're easy to escape from. I've done it a couple of times before. When Jack was released from prison, he used his obvious talents to get work as an actor. Ironically, he appeared in the popular Aussie police dramas Homicide and Matlock Police. Well, I guess he wouldn't have had to do too much research for the roles. He said he only learned of his internet fame and meme-spiration in 2015. According to Jack, someone said, Hey, look, you're on that internet thing, and I didn't realise I was on it. He's since leaned into his notoriety and advertises t-shirts and stubby holders with his arrest quotes on them for sale on his Instagram account, Mr. Democracy Manifest. He's also selling paintings he did with scenes from the arrest and has released a red wine called Get Your Hands Off My Pinot. The following case contains a British woman who was not named in the press, so I'm just going to refer to her as Jane for simplicity's sake. In 2019, Jane and her boyfriend Gary Openshaw broke up. Later that year, he began seeing a 28-year-old woman named Antonia Traynor. In January 2020, Gary and Jane had been arguing over Facebook when she received a message on Instagram from his girlfriend Antonia which said, please give me a ring. 
This had the potential to not end well, and not end well it certainly did. Jane called Antonia and they got into an argument with both saying nasty things to one another. I imagine the lady swears were flying thick and fast between the two. Later that night, a friend phoned Jane to say Antonia had posted a photo of her on Facebook. And it wasn't just any photo. It was a picture of her boobs. Antonia had posted it from her Facebook burn book account under the name of Dino in Manchester. She'd captioned it, Now she's emailing Gaz her tits for fuck's sake, with smiling and laughing emojis. Obviously Jane hadn't sent Antonia a picture of her tits, nor had she recently sent one to Gaz, though sending a picture of your dirty pillows to a person you're arguing with would be an interesting flex to make. I kind of aspire to that level of confidence and bizarreness. Like, no, Gaz, I do not appreciate you telling your bitch girlfriend you wished I'd died in a horse riding accident. Lifts up top, snaps a picture of tits, and sends it to Gaz. Point proven. End of argument. Now, Jane had actually sent the pic to Gaz back when they were dating, long before Antonia even came along. So why did Antonia have it? The answer to that is the same reason I have never sent anyone an intimate picture of myself. Humans are trashy asshats who can't be trusted, especially after breakups. Antonia from her Dino account had written comments on the tit pic including Freak Mate and Stalker. Jane called Antonia and told her in no uncertain terms that she was not happy about what had been posted. Antonia gave precisely zero fucks and left the picture up. So Jane called the police and reported the incident. She hadn't even met Antonia, and the post made her feel really humiliated and upset because she had to go to school with other parents who had seen posts about her and, you know, pictures of her tartars. According to the Mirror, a few months later, Jane once again felt the irate spirit of vengeance emanating from Antonia this time during school pickup, Antonia was pissed at Jane for pursuing the revenge porn case against her. I mean, how dare Jane? Surely Antonia should be able to post pictures of whomever's boob she wants on her fake Facebook account without any consequences. See, this is what's wrong with the world. It's woke culture gone crazy. Cancel culture will ruin everything. <laughs> Won't somebody please think of the predators and assholes? In a statement to police, Jane detailed the latest incident. She said she was going to pick up her kids from school as per usual when she saw a car blocking the lane. She noticed the driver was waving frantically at her. Jane's immediate thought was that she'd somehow fucked up while driving, so she mouthed the word sorry at her. But then she realised that it was Antonia. I'm not sure if it was the smoke coming out of her nostrils or the devil horns that gave it away. Antonia drove out in front of Jane's car. Now, Jane couldn't hear exactly what she said, but from what she could tell, she was saying, you are dead, you are fucking dead, and she was moving her finger across her neck in a throat-cutting gesture. That gaz better be the best guy that ever existed, because this is some intense fuckery to go through over some dude. Like, unless he ejaculates gigantic diamonds, this is a waste of time for everyone involved. 
When she was interviewed by the police, Antonia denied any wrongdoing, possibly because she thinks it's perfectly okay for her to behave this way. In court, her defence lawyer Darren Miller said, This is a difficult and complex case, which is not going away easily. He claimed that very morning, one of the prosecution witnesses had come to court to harass Antonia and security had to become involved. No fair. Only Antonia's allowed to harass people. He stated they did not deny that Antonia had posted the intimate photo online, but to put it in context, Jane had sent abusive and threatening messages to Antonia to disrupt the new relationship. Well, since you put it that way, revenge porn is a totally acceptable reaction to have. (sighs) Come on. Miller said... Antonia had a bottle of wine, took antidepressants, and posted a picture of the complainant's breasts, which had been sent to Mr. Openshaw some months before, and says, This is the kind of person making comments about my boyfriend. Gee, I wonder what kind of person she meant. Someone with boobs? How controversial. No, clearly she was going for the old worn-out trope of Jane being some kind of crazy slut. Revenge porn is a fucking stupid thing to do and it all hinges on this idea that women who are sexual are all evil and not to be trusted. Pick a side, society. You want women to be sexy, but when they are, you hold it against them. Fuck off with that witch-burning bullshit already. In a court statement, Jane said Antonia's threats had a massive impact on her and her kids and they even had to move house. She also stated it had been an upsetting and humiliating experience for her and her family. Antonia was found guilty of disclosing private sexual photographs with intent to cause distress and using threatening behaviour. She was given a 12-month community order and told to complete 150 hours of unpaid work. She also had to pay over £300 in court costs and was banned from contacting Jane for a year under the terms of a restraining order. Judge Ronald Marshall told Antonia, This case crosses the custody threshold, but because of your previous good character, this falls under the community penalty bracket. Draw a line under this and try and sort yourself out. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. According to the New York Post, Luis Antonio Victoria Dominguez arrived in LA on Tuesday, the 22nd of January, 2021. The 33-year-old Mexican citizen was planning to go to Salt Lake City, but he didn't have a connecting flight booked and figured he'd just take the bus instead. He checked into a hotel in downtown LA and proceeded to guzzle several beers before buying what he referred to as a lot of crystal meth for 20 bucks. 
The next day, he moved to a different hotel in the area and proceeded to smoke crystal meth on and off throughout the day. That's when he decided to fly to Utah rather than spending over 10 hours on a bus to get there. On Thursday, he continued his grueling meth smoking routine and went to LAX to catch the flight. Now, one of the many drawbacks of smoking a shit ton of crystal meth is it does nothing for one's time management skills, and as such, he missed the flight. Apparently, he wandered around the streets of LA overnight and returned to the airport to catch a flight the next day. Still being on crystal meth standard time, he happened to miss that flight too. But all was not lost. He managed to get a flight to Salt Lake City later that day. As he took his seat on the SkyWest Airlines flight, Lewis said that he started to come down from all the drugs he'd used in the last couple of days. Possibly suffering from audio hallucinations or misinterpreting a joke, he said he overheard passengers laughing and talking about how the flight was going to land somewhere other than Salt Lake City. Rather than taking another look at his boarding pass or confirming the destination with a flight attendant, Lewis began to panic. He whispered to a passenger next to him that he planned to jump out of the aircraft as it was readying to depart. I'm serious, the woman recalled him saying. Then he undid his seatbelt and bolted to the front of the plane. He sprinted past a seated flight attendant and began banging on the locked cockpit door and trying to open it. Unable to gain entry to the cockpit, Lewis pushed past the flight attendant and started opening the emergency exit on the right side of the plane as it was taxiing. He managed to partially open the door, causing the emergency slide to partly deploy. While a nearby passenger attempted to restrain him, Lewis got away and jumped from the moving aircraft. Unfortunately for him, he missed the emergency slide. An FBI affidavit stated, Once Dominguez landed on the tarmac, he began crawling away from the aircraft. His right leg appeared to be broken. Well, it didn't just appear to be broken. It was in fact broken. Lewis pleaded guilty to one count of interference with flight crew members and a flight attendant. He was sentenced to 18 months in federal prison and ordered to pay $20,000 in restitution. So, in hindsight, he probably should have just taken the bus. Two Armani, two Armani, monitor the ACC. To finish up, I have a few punchline crimes for you. These are cases with hardly any information available, and they sound more like jokes than something that actually happened. This bizarre case took place in Norway in 2014. A 21-year-old man had got butthurt and vengeful after a 17-year-old guy declined his offer to go out with him. Instead of saying, eh, fair enough, and getting on with his life, he offered another 21-year-old guy money to kill the teenager. If this guy's life plan was to kill everybody who rejected him, he was gonna need a lot of money and a fuckton of hitmen. He should have consulted with the experts on rentahitman.com. They're your point-and-click solution. Somehow the police got wind of the murder-for-hire scheme and busted the guys involved before any blood had been shed. The butt-hurt guy who ordered the killing was sentenced to two years in prison, but most of it was suspended because he confessed. Here's the really weird bit. As the alleged hitman said he wasn't intending to go through with the murder-for-hire plot, 
and the authorities were unable to prove that he was, they charged him with fraud instead. He received an £850 fine because he offered to carry out a contract killing with no intention of fulfilling his promise, and that's a finable offence in Norway. On the morning of September 21st, 2016, Yvonne Fowler walked downstairs to the kitchen of her property in Wales and saw through the window that her outdoor furniture had been moved. Upon closer inspection, she noticed that her shed had been broken into and its contents were strewn around the yard. Then she saw a man she didn't know, 27-year-old Sean Davies, asleep in a hammock in her garden. She went back inside and called the police. When they arrived, they removed a knife from between Sean's legs and asked him if he knew where he was. He thought he did, but he was wrong. The cops observed that Sean's pupils were dilated and his body was jerking. When they searched his pockets, they found two grams of amphetamines. Sean apologised to Yvonne as he was removed from the property. While being interviewed by the police about the motive for his crime, Sean said, I couldn't tell you. I was off my head tripping. And when they asked him why he was carrying the knife, he replied, God knows. Sean was sentenced to 16 months in prison and had his knife and drugs confiscated. One evening in August 2018, a thief named Chen broke into the home of a family in Yinchuan City, China. He gained entry to the first floor apartment by forcing open the back door and then proceeded to make himself at home kind of like that felon Goldilocks did to those poor, innocent bears. When the police arrived, they found Chen shirtless and asleep on the couch in the middle of a giant mess he'd made while ransacking the place. Chen said that he'd been in the apartment for about three hours, during which time he'd helped himself to some wine and eaten 15 fried eggs. In his search for valuables to steal, Chen had ripped up a lot of the family's things, including the summer homework of a child who lived there. I hope this case got local press coverage or the kid's parents at least wrote him a note. Because if he rocked up to school after summer break saying, a guy broke into our house, ate 15 fried eggs and destroyed my homework, it's unlikely that his teachers would believe him. This brings me to the end of the episode. Thanks so much for listening. Make sure you subscribe if you want to stay up to date with all future episodes. And if you enjoyed what you heard, please leave a review. If you'd like to support this independent podcast, head on over to patreon.com forward slash world's dumbest criminals. All levels get access to monthly bonus episodes and ad-free episodes, and higher levels also receive a variety of merchandise. If you want more dumb criminals in your life, you can join our World's Dumbest Criminals podcast Facebook group or follow us on Twitter at WDCriminalsPod and Instagram at World's Dumbest Criminals Podcast. Stay tuned after the closing music to hear a promo for the true crime podcast Malice After Midnight. Till next time, look after yourself, stay out of trouble, and whatever you do, don't commit a crime that makes you end up on this podcast. What is the charge? Eating a meal? A succulent Chinese meal?
Oh, that's a nice headlock, sir. Oh, yes. I see that you know your judo well. We're Malice After Midnight. A podcast that focuses on true crime. We want you to feel like you're part of the conversation. And sometimes we deal with pretty dark subject matter. But we always manage to have a good time. She dragged the body into a closet before she bled the body out and cut it into nine pieces. Nine pieces, okay. Now the Christine's following... counting arms and legs. There's four, <laughs> two arms, two legs. I mean, I'm counting. The head is a piece. Four, five, head... cut the body in half. That's six, seven. There's two more pieces. I'm not sure. Maybe she cut the, the feet. Two, four, six, eight, ten, nine, and the head, and left the body. So hands, feet, legs, arms, head, head, body. shoulders, knees, and toes, <laughs> knees and toes. <laughs> so check us out. We're Malice After Midnight with Tina, Steve, and Christine. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.